Hey everyone. So, if I were to look at the trajectory of of my life, in re and I'm talking in um, in response to what happened, there's um, an event, and then there's an effect that happens because of that event, and. I would see myself as actually just having been caught by evil and then having to be, to get out of it, to face it and to remove it. There's a snatch, there's a theft, you know, there's, um, there's an ambush, there's a smothering, there's a forgetting, and then there's a waking up. And in that waking up, you go back and face what you've forgotten. And when you face what you've forgotten, you also face the enemy or the evil, or the darkness, whatever you want to call it, evil seems particularly appropriate, um, and regain that territory that was stolen. It's almost like it's an eviction. You're evicted. I think in terms of the medicine, the medicine, the ayahuasca, a lot of their embroidery has to do with weaving. And it's almost like they come in, they, the evil comes in and seeps in, um, in that very tenuous early stage of childhood. So if I were to talk about it sort of in a dramatic way, in a narrative, it's like you arrive, you know, connected with the universe, <coughs> evil shows up, or dark, whatever you want to call it, you're small and powerless, and it's like a scorpion sting. The scorpion sting is terror. And that terror paralyzes you. An event that's done, that's overwhelming, paralyzes you. And it's like a scorpion sting. Um, in that moment, your soul leaves. I should people would say your soul leaves. And in that paralysis and that terror, there's a forgetting and the realization that I have to build now in accordance with this, with this person's agenda and needs. Because I'm stuck here with them. I've been ambushed and stolen by them, right? So, <coughs> I've talked about this before, you know, you're walking along the street in the early 1500s and someone puts a bag over your head and says, look, you know, we need more people to row to America and suddenly you're rowing, right? But imagine that when you're very little. At some point you forget the reason you even were on that boat. You're just in America, you know, doing something, whatever. In very early trauma, there's a forgetting, a wipeout. I think it was interesting, I was listening to an interview with Amanda Knox and they kept saying to her, keep remember, she didn't do anything. That's clearly, it was all a <clears throat> it was all a cover-up, but we know that in trauma there's a forgetting. They kept saying to remember, remember what happened. Right. That is forgotten. The actual trauma and the event is forgotten. It is like a coma. It is like a scorpion sting where you're just paralyzed. It's a paralysis of you, right? The theft has happened, the ambush has happened, but you're too little to do anything about it. And so your soul buggers off. It cannot be here. There's nothing to do here, right? Now they have you in their web. Imagine it as a spider's web, and you're trapped there. And... And in that spider's web, they start weaving around you, right? So you start, you know, doing what they want, being who they want, thinking what, you know, it's a, it's a total kind of cult thing, right? And here is why it needs to be forgotten. First of all, it's evil, and a child can't arrive to evil. It requires a landscape of you know, cartoons and fairy tales and tenderness and sweetness. You can't just arrive to hell, although most people unfortunately do. 
But part of that growth is the fairy tale growth, right? You believe in Father Christmas and fairies and, you know, wonderful things and well, you're in that state of ecstasy, really. Someone's a beautiful gardener is growing you and loving you and taking care of you. You don't have any responsibilities. Here you are, you know, being lulled to sleep by lullabies. And there's this beautiful, you know, majestic setting of sweetness and tenderness and stories and narrative. But no, boom, you don't even get that. That didn't even arrive. It's just like slam dunk. You're an evil. Wipe out. The moment that ambush happens, that trauma, whatever they did to you, it doesn't even matter. There is a severing. For me, it was made very clear. I was one with the universe, and then I was not. Something had snapped off the main mothership. And now, in that paralysis of terror, they weave themselves in. They weave, they slyly come in. It's like a leaking, you know, uh, oil tank. The oil slowly leaks into your system. They grow into your system because you are threading with them. You are, so they are taking over, which accounts for many of my ceremonies with these thousands of energies and entities that come out. They, you thread with them. It's like a tapestry, you're made of them. So that's why it's a silent enemy. You can't see them within you. You cannot see this. All of this is happening in a rival land. A rival land. You're not very vaguely here. And all I remember, old when I was older, was I, I had no childhood. I couldn't remember it. I just wanted a really caring. I always saw like these loving fathers with their children, and I thought I really wanted one of those. I mean, I didn't know I got evil, but it was that, right? that sort of nostalgic yearning for a loving parent. And I was having nostalgia because I didn't have it. And so as they, so here's the deal. So you arrive, you're full of the grace and divinity that every child arrives with. You know, the next state, stage is this loving, tender, caring gardener that's going to flower and blossom you and there's a world of fantasy and you know, and tenderness and sweetness and fairies and Cinderella's and godmothers, all this beautiful and this love. No, wipe out. There was nothing. Cold, cold, stone hell, right? That's terror is the dart of forgetting. It's the dart of shutdown. It is the scorpion sting of done. It's over. A child cannot deal with any overwhelming trauma. It cannot. It has no defenses. It is powerless. And that's where evil shows up a lot. And in that forgetting, in that severing, <coughs> so the arrival of this threading of this evil into your system. You're owned by them now. You've left. You've shut down. All the expectations of love and tenderness, that's all gone. And now they seep in and they thread into your energetic field and you cannot see it. This is all happening in ether for a child. Right? So now they're inside of you. You're, you know, you're cooked with them. <clears throat> you're threaded with them. Their energy lives inside of you. 
even when they die, they have left the remains of their scum in you. <coughs> Put it that way. The energetic weaving of that evil is in you. And so you go along and you build. I was a cover-up for evil. My soul had left. You don't know. You're just going along, doing what you do. You know, I mean, he's bullying me all the time. He's, But I'm just like, you know, I have a mother who's saying, oh, he's a nice guy. His mother died. Excuses, excuses. Everybody's enabling, right? But you yourself have now been poisoned and are now living and carrying the energetic threading of that energetic evil. I don't know how else to put it. We're energy. We are interacting with energy all the time. Meatbags as we seem, we are energy. So when I am sitting in these ceremonies and these things are coming through me, my whole body is being contorted because it lives in me, it is the initial original threading of evil inside my energetic system when I shut down. When it froze and paralyzed me with terror, it moved in. I had to sever from my child because of the terror. And then I had to agree. And then I had to build in relationship to this evil. It's like building a plant around a crooked trestle, poisonous trestle. You are becoming one with it because you're building, you're a child, you're building a person and you're building and cooking inside an environment that's pure toxicity and evil. Now, several things. You're powerless. You can't see this. It's happening in some twilight of consciousness. And it's apparent. And there's, that's it. That's your life. Where are you going? Nowhere. How are you going to know that this happened if you've blacked it out? I don't know. It's going to take a lot of dynamite. So the journey has been the attack, the paralysis, the ambush, the threading in, the capture for what, 30, 40 years of my life. And then... And then, you know, a, an event that happened that create that begins the journey back. It's like they own you, they own you, they own you, they own you, but you're unstable and there's always something. It's like it, it reaches a crescendo, either through a tragedy or death. For me, it was a terrible divorce. I mean, I was paralyzed. I was literally owned by this evil. Yeah, I was walking, talking robot. Like, I see myself as a puppet on strings. Right? Now, you don't know that because if you've lived now 40 years or 35 years, you know, you were caught, you know, you were trapped, ambushed at some point, and then you've, they've, they've moved in. They own you. They're energetically kind of like owning your system. You've been evicted. Then you just go along and, you know, and you start building what they want. You, you've forgotten and you're agreeing with them and you're just agreeing with them because deep down you know there's a terror, right? But you don't remember it because the more you become what they want, the more you cook with them, the less, you know, the memory of what happened. You don't remember. I don't remember what happened. So you're fully cooked and fully forgetting and wiped out. Now, I had the privilege of going through absolute hell in a divorce to begin the journey home. It was massive. I mean, I didn't get here till 
you know, 13 and a half years of meditation got me to just, you know, the base of the mountain where I was shown there was some evil in the attic. Right, and the rest, and so the ayahuasca, what she does is she dismantles you. Now, you know, you're fully cooked into this person that his, he has no real soul in herself. I mean, you know, your soul was gone. I mean, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that you've built according to the, you know, the enemy, so to speak. And it's all ethereal, right? The enemy is ethereal. So how do you rebel against an enemy you cannot see because it's been weaved into you and an event that you wiped out that you can't remember? That's a pretty, that's a, that's a big, big ask, right? You can't. You don't. So with me, it took a catastrophic divorce and a loss, massive losses, for me to say, uh-oh, something's wrong here. Right? Or whatever it could. I don't know what it takes, but, you know, but it's usually a massive. And what you're doing is you're going in to free yourself, which you don't even know that you're a captive. You don't even know you've been ambushed or stolen. So you're going in to free yourself from these forces, and they're energetic. They have woven themselves in from the moment the event happened. They are in your system. So when I sit on this cushion and I go into these ceremonies, all these energies are coming up through me. The energies of evil, of the dark. So in my ceremonies, I mock them because they're cowards. You know, if you're in the dark, you're a coward, right? You use a child that's a, it's an act of a coward. There's no strength there. There's no strength in the dark, right? But they literally saw through me. Now, I've had them for a long time, <clears throat> so there's a lot of them to dump. But what's interesting is that the medicine, so for me, it happened in childhood. So it was all these contracts were being made in powerlessness. And my soul left. And, you know, again, I talk about the scorpion seeing you're paralyzed, and then they seep in through your system. And you thread up, and they take over. And there I was owned, because the terror owns you. You know, there's a gun to your head, you're going to do it, you know make the king laugh, you'll make the king laugh because the alternative is death. <coughs> and anyway, your soul's already left. It can't do anything because of the overwhelm. So <coughs> these traumas usually are happening within families. And again, one of the most difficult pieces is that it's supposedly a parent. It's not a parent. It's just an evil force, right? force of evil. <coughs> so it is really a Houdini's jacket. You've got to get out. How are you going to get out? You don't even know you're there. The enemy is ethereal. This energetic stuff that's happened inside, again, cannot see it. And, you know, you've armored up, you know, to defend and protect them. It's a huge puzzle. And that's why it requires enormous amounts of work by this medicine to really <coughs> pierce all this layer. I mean, for me to even see the truth of what happened took five years of daily meditation and, I mean, considering ceremony and two trips down to Peru, to actually see the man selling me, I, I, my system, to even get there was a lot. But the next part, which is really interesting, is that the medicine is reweaving your childhood back. <clears throat> so I could say I had no parents. I mean, there were two people there, but they might have as well been, you know, scarecrows. There was no one there. You know, when you talk about a parent, someone that sees you, loves you, takes care of you, concerned about your emotional well-being, right? That certainly didn't happen. Um, 
so there was there's this whole like, it's like imagine it's just somebody I imagine it like imagine a fishing net there's a net or there's a web and someone just smashes through that piece of the web which is your childhood for me it was just wiped out there was no childhood um what the medicine does well not only does it does she come in to show you and I say it's a sheet it could be whatever but it happens to be a sheet for me medicine not only does she locate the event you in that event and shows you everything that was going on But also, she's reweaving the piece that was snatched. She that imagine the piece of a tapestry that's been burnt, right? It's a childhood, or it's been, you know, ruined in some way, or was cut out. Or she reweaves it back. And how she does that is by you literally become a child again and she loves you as a child. I was remember being in a, in a, yeah, whatever, nursery and she's tickling my toes and I have Indians that are coming in and again, I'm in a nursery and they're loving me. So, and when I see myself as a child, I see myself with the Shapiba, with the Indians and having formed a family, a true family. And in my life now, I have people that have become my family in this loving way. So that needs to be rewoven, that piece that you never lived, that was stolen. And, you know, we do a lot of gymnastics around healing, and we say a lot of things, me included, about what it takes to heal. But in the end, you know, the elixir is love. You can talk about it, you can do tests on it, whatever, but in the end, it's love. You are loved back to life. Trauma is no love. It's quite simple, really. So, this loving this unconditional loving is the refueling. This, uncon this loving for your own child. And that's what's very interesting in the ceremonies recently. Yeah, these huge entities of darkness show up. But also stretches of loving where I just love my little girl. Now here's, before I, I had wiped her out with them. So as, they, as I was shut down, my soul left and they seeped into my system so they hated on my little girl right? and so did I I had no connection to her whatsoever I was severed from her there was no childhood there were no parents child was a nuisance so as I returned to this landscape or as I'm brought back I'm brought back to reconnect with my little girl and to love her and rebuild that place that was torn down, burnt. It's a rebuilding, a rethreading of a place that was destroyed in your energetic field. And this is done again through this insanely magical medicine that comes in. <coughs> locates the enemy, locates the intruder, locates the evil. And in these ceremonies, it is literally a battle between the light and the dark. There is no doubt about it. There's a, another piece of theater going on which is much bigger than our small dimension, which is about the light and the dark. And there is a battle. I was ambushed by evil and stolen and the ayahuasca and the medicine comes in to battle that evil 
and then to give you the tools to rebuild and to become whole. Because imagine you're aware there's a cut, there's a piece of the code that's missing, there's been an elimination, a destruction of a piece of you. You cannot be whole if you have no access to that. And it's in the dark, it's call it in the shadow, whatever you want to call it. So <coughs> it's a total construction, a reconstruction of your being and the underlying um, medicine is light and love. Light so it can shine the shadow, you know, show up the shadow and you can see it. And it be, you know, once it, the rat's seen in the dark, it slithers, right? It's like, and it comes out of you. So that light pulls it, it sees it, so you see it and it's being, and it roars up, you can see it. You couldn't see it before, it was all ether, right? So she allows, she locates it, and then, you know, it's energetically seen. And simultaneously with that, she is showering you with unconditional love. So in that being loved reality, that you can love yourself, when she shows you love, so there was no love in my heart at all. <clears throat> didn't know what it was but when she brings it to you and gives it to you and the feeling of this sort of ecstasy of love is felt there's also this ecstasy of love for your child again right and so that love is awakening the coma she was in because of the overwhelm <coughs> and you can finally the veil of that parent is dropped. All the stories you had about them, all your strategies for making them work, which is impossible, evil is evil. You finally get to see the drooling, putrid sewer that had shown up as evil. And it's almost like, uh, I've talked about it as, a, you know, you take the water out of the bath. As the darkness as the light is shone, the darkness is revealed. So the, you know, the water in the bath goes down and the darkness comes up. The Loch Ness monster emerges. And it can only emerge because you no longer are fearful of it. So remember, the poison dart, <coughs> the original dart that paralyzes you is terror. That throws you into forgetting, that throws you into disappearing, that basically. So, how are we going to disentangle all of this? That's it. My mission was not to put up sheetrock. <laughs> no, my mission was to face evil. And <clears throat> it seems so clear to me how these, this theft happens now and how it's in, it's in nature, right? There's a paralysis, there's an ambush. There's a forgetting. And then there's a servitude or a slavery or a paralysis and an airbag that shows up that, you know, they build, you know, you build according to their needs. <coughs> and you have to forget. Why? Because they're your parents. And in the dissolution, you have to face them. Now, I was talking about how there's a bigger battlefield of evil going on. And, you know, in many ceremonies, I would sit there and just watch the medicine do its work because I wasn't even present. I was already ambushed. <coughs> I was in prison and she was fighting with a dungeon keeper. And in these, you know, when I went down to Peru, it was all around me. It was all over me. It was just, it, it just completely owned me. 
I was completely smothered by this <coughs> poison. Couldn't see it. It was everywhere around me. It was ether, but it was evil. So, how are you going to face that if you can't even see it? If you're owned by it, if the forgetting happened early on, if there's, you know, severing happened. And that's why this medicine is so powerful, and it is nature. And in these ceremonies, you know, originally she was fighting evil. I was owned by it, like, you know, the evil was at the, the gate. And now she has given me... <coughs> All I had to do was show up and face it. I was, the terror was so huge. I had to get past the, the poison dart of terror. That's what I needed to see. That's what I needed to experience, that I could, that it was terror that was holding me in place, that I had to face the terror. How did I face the terror? Because I had this ally of love, which was the great medicine. She fueled me with love so that I could sit there and have all these entities, you know, soar through me and not be scared of them. You know, I, now I see them as cowards. I finally face what he did. Oh, it was him. Yeah, he did sell you. Okay, now I haven't forgotten anymore. Now I know. And the next piece is, okay, we're going to let all this energy soar through you <clears throat> Let's empty it out. Why can I sit? I mean, it's exhausting. Why can I sit through it? Because I know what it is. But I also know I belong to the light. I belong, and I'm, <clears throat> my ally is the light. My ally is this great medicine, which is love. Again, a lot of verbal gymnastics around love. just love. It's a force. And <clears throat> before I was a captor of it, and now I sit in more light and love, I can watch it as it's expelled out of me. It can't own me anymore. Once you see, once the forgetting is over and you actually relive, which I did, <coughs> relive what actually happened, your father sold you to be sexually abused. You actually see it. You don't think it. You don't. It's there it is. There you are in a ceremony, and you're puking it out. You're puking out the forgetting. <coughs> the forgetting became a blockage. The forgetting became the blockage. The forgetting became leaving the mothership, where you're just out in space, owned by evil. It took me five years to get to the actual seeing of him doing what he did, so deeply buried was it? And then it was puked out and I could see. And the next leg is to see what actually was done. I got a taste of it in that ceremony but I still have more to see. Now the only way I'm going to see more of it is if I am more of a light being, more of a love being, right? Because that, <coughs> that darkness fills you up. And in that darkness, there's forgetting. In that darkness, there's terror. In that darkness, there's agreement with evil. There's an ally with evil. So when you do the medicine and she's in your system and she's working through your system, you know, See, you know, I've already puked out the seeing what he did, like he 
you know, being taken. I've, I can, my whole system knows why, what happened. The blockage is removed. Now I have to see, well, what did they do to me? And there are energies in my system because of that, right? So, but I'm able to sit because I've been given so much love and light by this medicine. I'm no longer just a massive piece of walking darkness. There's a lot of light now here. The darkness hasn't been completely expelled. More has to be seen. But now there's openings, a lot of openings. And so when these things are coming up, I can see that, you know, they're cowards. I say that to them. Why would you do that to a child? How cowardly must you be? Right? There's a gaining of your light and your power over them. It's a battle between the light and the dark. And there are huge swathes of just love and tenderness for my little girl, my little soul. She can come back. This childhood is being rewoven back into my tapestry, the piece that he stole. I am being made whole again by this incredible medicine. Is it exhausting? Yes, it is. And challenging. But you can be healed. This is what this is about. And the healing is not intellectual. The healing is energetic. The healing is of light. The healing is of love. So many verbal gymnastics around this. It's just love. What the dark steals is love. The dart is terror. The poison dart is terror. Terror overwhelms and your soul leaves and you're shut down. <coughs> and the severing happens. That's the breaker switch. I've always talked about this. Like, I always thought that some, some breaker switch went off. Like, yeah. The breaker switch of my life was went off when I was sent out to be sexually abused and left with men to be abused. The overwhelm was a shutdown of my consciousness and I was severed from myself and thrown into the dark and then used to fulfill their agenda, built to protect the evil. How was I built? Because it was threaded into me. Once I went it's like the lights go out. Once that trauma happened, my lights went out. My soul disappeared. This evil marched in. It's an eviction of your kingdom. It's a marching in of the enemy into an unsuspecting village. It is a seeping in of these energetic entities that take over because you have been paralyzed out into oblivion and your soul has left and now you are owned by the dark every movie is about this I suppose right the fight for freedom for the light for love for yourself it is a captivity it is a theft of your soul by the susto which the Shapibo so rightly called the overwhelm of terror That's where they have you. And childhood is the perfect place to go fishing for souls. In the twilight, in the arrival arena, in the powerlessness. This was no parent, this was evil. He was an empty, hungry ghost that was no one, that had an event happen to him that had turned him to evil. So events can turn you into different things, right? They can make you into serial killers or they can make you into Mother Teresa, one or the other, depending on the person. This would turn him into an evil, evil human being. But he was a crafty con man, seductive and crafty, manipulative. 
I remember there's one um, Cerami or I don't know if it, yeah I don't know if it's here or in Peru where I literally saw him he was I was sitting on my my parents bed in their house in England and he was talking to me like you know I was sitting on the bed and he was just like like you know you have to go be with this man you have to do what we tell you and my mother just walked outside and was looking through like <coughs> she knew what was going on so you're going to get all the pieces of it but you've got to get to the moment the breaker switch went off and in my first ceremony in Peru, I literally was like, there's before the Big Bang and after the Big Bang. There's a moment the trauma happened, before the trauma happened, and the moment the trauma happened. You have to get to that original place. So for me to get there, I have to overwhelm the darkness with my light. Right? These entities are coming through me because they're trying to stop me from seeing the original moment. But I'm not overwhelmed by them. The medicine has given me so Yeah, so in the end, I think it, this is it. I had to, you know, face evil. And, and that's how you, you know, if you've had trauma early on and, you know, um, there's been an overwhelm of some kind of horrific event, um, there will be a, a wipeout. There'll be a, you know, um, again, think about it like a, a dark gun that puts you to sleep. Um, and that when they, you're put to sleep, they move in and then they own you and then you're, you know, owned by them. And you won't know it because you've been cooked by the trauma. And then you're going to have to go back and, you know, unscramble yourself and release yourself from this imprisonment. And it's a dethreading, really. It's, um, and this medicine, ayahuasca, is monumental and magical in doing this. I had no idea. I would never have known that this happened, this overwhelm happened early on that I was sent out to be sexually abused. None, I wouldn't, none, no, nothing. And God knows I would have become, gotten some kind of horrible disease or something. I would never have known. And then you have to do the work to be returned. And the work is working with the medicine as an ally um, to help you, you know, be released from evil. That's all I can say from the prison of evil. And, you know, in essence, the medicine is first fighting the evil. And, you know, it's the light is in, you know, you've been held captive. It's fighting it. Um, and then, you know, once you have enough clearing, you get the amount of strength to also fight it with the medicine. You know, you get to be healed enough to um, become also a soldier and an ally with the medicine to fight the evil. And that's basically where I am now. Um, but it took me an awful lot of time to just, you know, for her to just remove the layers and layers and layers of darkness that were surrounding me and that had held me captive and that were in me and that I see in Ceremony that are inside of me. Um, but I'm no longer afraid of them and I'm, you know, I completely trust and surrender to the medicine so that now I can look at it and say, you're just a bunch of cowards. So, you know, I can get back to the moment that breaker switch happened. Um, <clears throat> and so that I can finally own my territory again. Yeah, you know, go back into my kingdom and live the truth of, you know, my soul. Um, that's been the journey. And we are extraordinarily lucky that we have this medicine available to us, which is not a medicine, it's a spirit. Like, you can't put it in a pill, it's a spirit. It has a ritual, a ceremony that's around it um, that once within you continues to heal you, continues to um, help you and heal you if you're willing to connect to it. We don't have anything in the Western world like it. It's a spirit. You can't flog it on an infomercial. <laughs> you can't monopolize it, which is what we all want to do. Apes want to monopolize things. <coughs> and you require doctors like the Shipibo, who are the channels for it. Um, and they're ikaros that modulate energy. They're songs that they sing of vibrations which modulate your energy. So... Um, 
um, yeah, I just, you know, everything in this society is kind of split up, you know, it's like there's religion over here, spirituality over there, work over here, life over here. Um, this medicine brings you, you know, puts all that back together. It's like we're one living, breathing being. <clears throat> I think your being affects everything you do. It's not just your being that's, you know, we're used to fragmenting, you know, I'm this person at work, I'm this person at home, I'm this person in my religion, I'm this house. This is like, <clears throat> you become whole, so you, you are doing, being, breathing, all of you, everywhere. That's another thing which I think is very powerful. It's not like, oh, I've got to put on a face for this person, for this place, and become, no, this, this allows you to be all of you, which means you can be all of you, whether in your work, with your friendships, in your religion, in your spirituality, in your life. It's just the one being showing up, expressing itself completely. There is no fragmentation, right? And, you know, and there is theft. There is, you know, the battle of light and dark are, again, I always say should be put in the science books as scientific phenomena because they own us. The dark terrifies us. The dark freezes us. The dark captures us. There is no love in that dark. The light offers us hope and courage and strength and clarity and love. It is a fight between these two massive forces that we are constantly under. It's not to be or not to be, it's to love or not to love, to be fearful or not to be fearful. Being encapsulates all of that. So, <clears throat> if severe trauma happened to you early on, you won't be able to access it that easily. Certainly not in therapy. Certainly not with the medication. It's living in ether. It's living in energy. It's seeped into your system, the terror. You can't see the enemy. It's ethereal. I mean, it was all over me, but I couldn't see it. Like, it was like a swarm of bees around you, but you can't see any of them. It totally owned me. I couldn't see it. And I'd forgotten what had happened. The event was so catastrophic and so overwhelming. And then to survive here, I made up a story. He was a victim. He needed to be saved. I needed to save them. I was a martyr. No, I wasn't. I was a child. He was a piece of fucking cunt evil. There was a lazy shithead that was abusing and manipulating everybody then just figured out, oh, fuck, I've been caught. Damn, I better sell this because I've got no money. He was a loser. But in that powerless state, and for the sake of survival, I had to repurpose him, reinvent him. A child, I couldn't do anything. What was I going to do? I was overwhelmed by the terror. I had to live here in hell. Better, you know, decorate hell. Rearrange the furniture on the Titanic as it sinks. So it's insane how our brain survives, or how we build our imaginations. I mean, you have, no, you have nothing as a child. All you have is your imagination. But it was really a mission to conquer evil. This is all it's been. This is my whole life has been this, just stolen by evil and then released from evil. It's a trap. It was an ambush. But again, all ethereal, couldn't see any of it, all of it in the dark.
And without this insane, miraculous medicine, an ally of the universe would have remained here. Love. Love. Light. The healing power of love and the healing power of light. And eyes of, you know, I have as yet have to see the original moment that breaker switch went off. I think I had not beginning to see it when I was in ceremony. My legs were shaking. Something was going to happen. I saw the beginning of it. I didn't get to see all of it. But I will. Because in that moment, my soul will be returned. It's like a rewind. It's an uncooking, an unbaking of everything. And then what happens? I have no idea. But this journey will be over. I will be whole. Evil will have been evicted from my kingdom. Even if that means I just carry on putting up sheetrock. Whatever it means, it doesn't matter. It was an overwhelm under the most horrific circumstances by a parent, evil dressed up as a parent. A total loser. So if you're in trauma, remember evil is a total loser. It's in the dark. It's a coward. Stripped of its growling, it's a chihuahua. But to a child, it looms like a monster. And that's why I think the ayahuasca is such a miracle. And so much love that will come to you to reparent you, to reweave the piece that was stolen. To make you whole. And it's a spirit. It's not a medicine. I mean, it's a medicine, but it's not. It has a living being in it. It's a spirit. A magnificent, loving, healing spirit. And if you don't believe in fairies, you will once you've done the medicine. <laughs> Bye. Mm-mm-mm-mm. <clears throat>